chapter 20, verses 24 through 34 of Catina Aria, Commentary on the Four Gospels Collected Out of the Works of the Fathers by St. Thomas Aquinas. The Sleepbox recording is in the public domain. Verses 24 through 28. And when the ten heard it, they were moved with indignation against the two brethren. But Jesus called unto them and said, Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them, and they that are great exercise authority upon them. But it shall not be so among you. But whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Chrysostom. So long as the judgment of Christ upon this request was in suspense, the other disciples were not indignant. But when they heard him rebuke them, they were sorrowful. Whence it is said, and when the ten heard it, they had indignation against the two brethren. Jerome. They do not lay it upon the forwardness of the mother who spoke the request, but upon her sons, who, not knowing their measure, burned with so immoderate desires. Chrysostom. For when the Lord rebuked them, then they perceived that this request was from the disciples. For though they were grieved in their hearts when they saw them so especially honored in the transfiguration, they yet dared not so express themselves, out of respect to their teacher. Pseudo Chrysostom. But as the two had asked carnally, so now the ten are grieved carnally. For as to seek to be above all is blameworthy, so to have another above us is mortifying to our vanity. Jerome. But the meek and lowly master neither charges the two with ambition, nor rebukes the ten for their spleen and jealousy. But Jesus called them unto him, Chrysostom, by thus calling them to him and speaking to them face to face, he soothes them in their discomposure. For the two had been speaking with the Lord apart by themselves. But not now, as before does he it by bringing forward a child, but he proves it to them by reasoning from contraries. Ye know that the princes of the Gentiles exercise dominion over them. Origin that is, not content to merely rule over their subjects, they are severe and oppressive. But among you who are mine, these things shall not be so. For as all carnal things are done by compulsion, but spiritual things by free will, so those rulers who are spiritual ought to rest their power in the love of their subjects, not in their fears. Chrysostom. He shows here that it is of the Gentiles to desire preeminence. And by this comparison of the Gentiles, he calms their troubled souls. Pseudo Chrysostom. Indeed, to desire a good work is good, for it is within our will, and ours is the reward. But to desire a primacy of honor is vanity, for when we attain this, we are judged of God, because we know not whether in our precedence of honor we deserve the reward of righteousness, for not even an apostle will have praise with God, because he is an apostle. But if he has well fulfilled the duties of his apostleship, nor was an apostle placed in honor as an apostle for any previous merit of his, but was judged meet for that ministry on account of the disposition of his mind. For high place courts him who flies from it and shuns him who courts it. A better life then, and not a more worthy degree, should be our object. The Lord, therefore, willing to check the ambition of the two sons of Zebedee, and the indignation of the others, points out this distinction between the chief men of the world 
and those of the church, showing that the primacy in Christ is neither to be sought by him who has it not, nor envied by him who has it. For men become masters in this world, that they may exercise domination over their inferiors, and reduce them to slavery, and rob them, and employ them even to death for their own profit and glory. But men become governors in the church, that they may serve those who are under them, and minister to them whatever they have received of Christ, that they may postpone their own convenience and mind that of others, and not refuse even to die for the sake of those beneath them. To seek, therefore, a command in the church is neither righteous nor profitable. No prudent man will voluntarily subject himself to slavery, nor to stand in such peril wherein he will have to render an account for the whole church unless it be one perchance who fears not God's judgment, who abuses his ecclesiastical primacy to a secular leader, so that he converts it into a secular primacy. Jerome. Lastly, he sets before them his own example, that so should they little weigh his words, his deeds might shame them. Whence he adds, as also the Son of Man cometh not to be ministered unto, but to minister. Origen. For though the angels and Martha ministered to him, Yet did he not come to be ministered unto, but to minister. Yea, his ministry extended so far that he fulfilled even what follows, and to give his life a ransom for many. They, that is, who believed on him, and gave it, i.e., to death. But since he was alone free among the dead, and mightier than the power of death, he has set free from death all who were willing to follow him. The heads of the church ought therefore to imitate Christ, in being affable, accepting himself to women, laying his hands on children, and washing his disciples' feet, that they also should do the same to their brethren. But we are such that we seem to go beyond the pride even of the great ones of this world, as to the command of Christ, either not understanding it or setting it at naught. Like princes, we seek hosts to go before us. We make ourselves awful and difficult of access, especially to the poor, neither approaching them nor suffering them to approach us. Chrysostom, how much soever you humble yourself, you cannot descend so far as did your Lord. Verses 29 through 34. And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. And behold, two blind men, sitting by the wayside, when they heard that Jesus passed by, cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And the multitude rebuked them, because they should hold their peace. But they cried out the more, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou son of David. And Jesus stood still, and called them, and said, What will ye that I do unto you? They say unto him, Lord, that our eyes may be opened. So Jesus had compassion on them, and touched their eyes, and immediately their eyes received sight, and they followed him. Pseudochrysostom as the proof of the husbandman's industry lies in the abundance of his crop, so the fullness of the church is the evidence of an industrious teacher. So it is here said, And as they departed from Jericho, a great multitude followed him. No one was deterred by the toilsomeness of the journey, for spiritual love feels no fatigue. No one was kept away by the thought of sufferings, for they were going into possession of the kingdom of heaven. For he who has, in very deed, tasted the reality of heavenly good, has nothing to attach him to earth. In good season these blind men come before Christ, 
that having their eyes opened, they may go up with him to Jerusalem, as witnesses to his power. They heard the sound of the passers-by, but saw not their persons, and having nothing free about them, but their voice, because they could not follow him with their feet, they pursued him with their voice. When they heard that Jesus passed by, they cried out, saying, Have mercy on us, O Lord, thou Son of David. Augustine. Mark relates this miracle, but speaks of only one blind man. This difficulty is thus explained. Of the two blind men whom Matthew has introduced, one was well known in the city, as appears by Mark's mentioning both his name and that of his father. Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, was well known as having sunk from great affluence, and now sitting not only blind but a beggar. For this reason, then, it is that Mark chose to mention him alone, because the restoration of his sight procured the fame to the miracle, in proportion to the notoriety of the fact of his blindness. Though what Luke relates was done after the same manner, yet his account is to be taken of another, though similar, miracle. That which he gives was done as they drew near to Jericho, this and the other two as they came out of Jericho, and the multitude rebuked them that they should hold their peace. Pseudo Chrysostom, for they saw how mean their clothes, and considered not how pure their consciousnesses. See the foolish wisdom of men, they think great men are hurt when they receive the homage of the poor. What poor man dare salute a rich man in public? Hilary, or they bid him hold their peace, not from reverence for Christ, but because they were grieved to hear from the blind men what they denied, namely that the Lord was the son of David. Origen, or those that believe rebuked them that they should not dishonor him by styling him merely son of David, but rather say, Son of God, have mercy on us. Pseudo Chrysostom, they were rather encouraged than repelled by this rebuke, for so faith is quickened by being prohibited, and hence is secure in dangers, and insecurity is endangered. Whence it follows, but they cried out the more, saying, Have mercy upon us, son of David. They cried out at first because they were blind. Now they rather cried out because they were forbidden to come to the light. Chrysostom, Christ suffered them to be forbidden, that their desire might be the more evidenced. Hence learn that though we be repulsed, yet if we come to God with earnestness of ourselves, we shall obtain what we ask. It follows, And Jesus stood still and called them, and said, What will ye that I should do unto you? Jerome, Jesus stood still, because they being blind could not see their way. About Jericho were many pits, crags, and abrupt precipices. Therefore the Lord stands still, that they might come to him. Origin, or Jesus does not pass on, but stands still, that by his standing his goodness may not pass by. But as from an abiding fount, mercy may flow forth upon them. Jerome, he commands that they be called to him, that the multitude may not withhold them. And he asked them what they would, that by their answer their necessity may be made apparent, and his power be shown in their healing. Pseudo Chrysostom, or he asked them on account of their faith, that whereas they who were blind confessed Christ to be the Son of God, those who had their sight might be put to shame, for their esteeming him only man. They had indeed called Christ Lord, and they had spoken true, but by calling him the Son of David, 
they obliterated this their good confession for indeed by a misuse of words men are called lords but none is truly lord but god only when therefore they say o lord thou son of david they thus misapply the term to christ as esteeming him man had they only called him lord they would have confessed his godhead when he asked them what would ye they no longer style him son of david but only lord they say unto him lord that our eyes may be opened for the son of david cannot open the eyes of the blind but the son of god can so long then as they cry o lord thou son of david their cure was delayed as soon as they said lord only healing was shed upon them for it follows and jesus had compassion upon them and touched their eyes and straightway they saw he touched them carnally as man he healed them as god jerome the creator bestows what nature had not given or at least mercy accords what weakness had withheld chrysostom but as before this bounty they had been persevering so after receiving it they were not ungrateful pseudo chrysostom on being healed they rendered a high service to christ for it follows and they followed him for this the lord requires of thee according to the prophet that thou be careful to walk with the lord thy god jerome they then who had sat shut up in jericho and knew only to cry with their voice afterwards follow jesus not so much with their feet as in their virtues rabanus but jericho which is interpreted the moon denotes the infirmity of our changefulness origin figuratively jericho is taken to be the world into which christ came down they who are in jericho know not how to escape from the wisdom of the world unless they see not jesus only coming out of jericho but also his disciples this when they saw great multitudes followed him despising the world and all worldly things that under his guidance they may go up to the heavenly jerusalem the two blind men we may call judah and israel who before the coming of christ were blind not seeing the true word which was in the law and the prophets yet sitting by the wayside of the law and the prophets and understanding him only as after the flesh they cried to him who was made the seed of david according to the flesh jerome by the two blind men are generally understood the pharisees and the sadducees augustine otherwise the two blind men sitting by the wayside denote certain of both nations already by faith coming in to that temporal dispensation according to which christ is the way and seeking to be enlightened that is to know something concerning the eternity of the word this they desired to obtain from the lord as he passed by for the merit of that faith by which he is believed to be the son of god to have been born man and to have suffered for us for in this dispensation jesus as it were passes by for all action is of this world also it behooved that they should cry out so loud as to overpower the din of the multitude that withstood them that is so to fortify their minds by perseverance in prayer and mortifying continually the usage of fleshly lusts which as a crowd ever beset one that is endeavoring to come to the sight of eternal truth and by the straightest painfulness to get the better of the multitude of carnal men who hinder spiritual aspirations id for bad or lukewarm christians are an hindrance to good christians who seek to perform the commandments of god notwithstanding these cry and faint not for every christian at his first setting about to live well and to despise the world has to endure at the first 
the censures of cold Christians. But if he persevere, they will soon comply. Who but now withstood him? Id. Jesus, therefore, the same who said, To him that knocketh it shall be opened, hearing them, stands still, touches them, and gives them light. Faith in his temporal incarnation prepares us for the understanding of things eternal. By the passing by of Jesus, they are admonished that they should be enlightened, and when he stands still, they are enlightened. For things temporal pass by, but things eternal stand still. Pseudo Chrysostom. Some interpret that the two blind men are the Gentiles. One sprung from Cham, the other from Japhet. They sat by the wayside, that is, they walked hard by the truth, but they could not find it out, nor they were placed in reason, not having yet received knowledge of the word. Rabanus. But recognizing the rumor of Christ, they desired to be made partakers of him. Many spake against them, first the Jews, as we read in the Acts, then the Gentiles harassed them by persecution, but yet they might not deprive those who were preordained to life of salvation. Pseudo Chrysostom. Accordingly, Jesus touched the eyes of the Gentile mind, giving them the grace of the Holy Spirit, and when enlightened, they followed him with good works. Origin. We also now, sitting by the wayside of the Scriptures, and understanding wherein we are blind, if we ask with desire, he will touch the eyes of our souls, and the gloom of ignorance shall depart from our minds, that in the light of knowledge we may follow him, who will give us power to see to no other end than that we should follow him. End of chapter 20